Hey you, wake up. Are you bored on watch? Join your host, JB, for another episode of The Ship's Log. These interviews are so salty, you'll get high blood pressure. Tell me some sea stories. everybody i'm back with another episode of the ship's log podcast thank you very much for joining us this episode of the podcast is brought to you by the big boss lady captain pegleg also leader of the global guild of freed pirates and rainwater dentistry a specialist in tmj and face pain disorders helping patients in houston texas and the surrounding gulf coast go to rainwaterdentistry.com for more information so today i've got one of my best friends back here with me the burmese cowboy and uh as his name implies he is from burma also known as myanmar and uh everybody knows right now that you know myanmar has been in the international news with this uh military coup that's been going on and he's here to uh, give us a little background on that and if you haven't listened to his previous episodes of the podcast I just want to give you a little background. Uh, he is a seafarer. He's been at sea. His story is very compelling. Uh, he was made prisoner in uh, Venezuela. Is that right? Venezuela, yeah. In Venezuela, when you know, had spent time in Brazil trying to escape this uh, this military dictatorship back in the day. Was it called Burma or Myanmar then? That time, Burma. It was called Burma. You know, the military dictatorship of the past came after this guy. So he speaks with a lot of uh, experience and authority on this issue. You know, he's somebody who was an international, I don't know if you would say fugitive's not the right word, but he was, um, he had no home. They gave a special stamp on his passport when his uh, vessel sank, and they, they wouldn't let him back in the country, and he had no other place to go. Nowhere would really take care of him or let him in. Thank God he ended up here in, uh, in Texas, here in the United States, and uh, he's been here ever since uh, with his lovely family. But, uh, you know, he was persecuted for speaking out against the military dictatorship once upon a time. And uh, as a seafarer, again, he's here to give us his compelling story and uh, the background on, on Myanmar, also known as Burma. So uh, go ahead, my brother. Tell me, tell me about a little bit about uh, the geography of Myanmar. Yeah, my country name is before Burma after the second dictatorship. They changed the name Myanmar because they believe in if if they change the name of the country, name of the city, name of the street, they can hold the power longer. It would go under the radar. People would stop noticing, right? Yeah. So the Myanmar Burma is is a Southeast Asian country. Bordered by the China, India, Laos, and Thailand. So right now, I think recently, February first, military take take over the the government. They put the our president in detention, how arrest, and the lady. The lady we call it Lady Aung San Suu Kyi. Sun Suu Kyi, she's the uh, like prime minister or yeah. president. 
Yep. Was, I guess you could say, or still is, depending whose side you're on. Yeah. Right now she stayed the thing. So everybody is against the coup in Burma right now. Almost nine day. Yesterday, this morning, I was wake up with the set news. They start shooting people on the street. So this made me really mad. It's history repeat again. Did they do that in the past? They they shot at people who were protesting? Yes, they shot on the street. We have a lot of blood on the street. It's like the stream. That time, we have no cell phone, no internet, nothing. They, they cut the cell phones off? Yeah, this time, they cut the cell phone, they cut the internet off. That is crazy. And, and internet, just like this podcast, you know, internet is a huge means of communication, of, of information acquisition. And, and uh, when you do that, to me, it says that you don't want people to have access to the information because you're in the wrong. That's the only reason that I could see people wouldn't want the people of Myanmar, the people who are there going through this right now to have access to the information in real time. I, I'm assuming they cut off Facebook, Twitter, things like that. It's like China. That's what China does. It's like back on and off. Whatever they want to show something, the internet is on from their side, so people have to use whatever internet is on. They send the information to the Facebook, outside the country, people like me, so we know we know the information what happening in Burma. Mm. The people who are from Burma and Myanmar outside of, of the country. Yep. That's got to be tough, man. And you still have family there. We're not going to go into details, obviously, but you still have family there, right? Yes. I have my mother, two sisters, and one brother. I have I have seven niece, niece and nephew. And you got to be worried sick about them. Yeah. They are on the street. They are protesting against military coup. Yeah, that's brave. Uh, how, I am worried, but I am proud also. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it, I mean, in essence, it's like going to battle, I would imagine. Yeah. You know? But what do you do in a situation like that? So they're out there. And you showed me a video earlier. And in the video, if you'll pull that video up, we'll describe it for everybody out there. And where do you where do you get information like this? You you found this video where on YouTube or something? Facebook. Facebook. He's pulling up the video for us, and he's going to play it. It's going to be in in Burmese. So in the video, here pull it. Just I'm going to hold it just a little bit farther away. So in the video, you've got police lined up. You've got protesters who are peacefully there. The protesters are just peaceably assembled. Okay, that guy threw a rock. And they're hosing them with, with uh, fire hoses. And the police have shields. And then, boom, you hear a bang. And there's a, a young college student-looking type-age girl that just goes down like a sack of potatoes. And I'm, I'm sorry, I think that was a little bit loud for everybody. But there was a young girl. You just hear one loud bang. And this girl just drops instantaneously. Maybe she's 50 yards from where the police are. Not even close to the police. She's posing no threat. Just out there showing her support for the rightfully elected government 
from from what I gather. And they they boom, just one shot, just put her down. No reason. I yeah, I imagine they just some bastard just picked her out of the crowd and decided she was going down. Yeah, because she wore the red collar shirt. Oh, red. What does that signify? It's the color of the ace, ace government. You know, the people left the red collar. They wore it. It showed the support of the lady Aung San Suu Kyi and her party. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna wear a red shirt tomorrow. Yeah. I'm gonna wear it, and this Saturday, coming Saturday, we, we we have the protest in the city hall, one to four. Really? Yeah. So if you're in the Houston area, one to four on Saturday, at city hall. Yeah. Okay, everybody's gonna gather and wear red shirts and stuff like that. I mean, you know, there's not a whole lot you can do from from this distance, but here here in the United States. But damn, what a crazy concept that is. What they do that for? They and you know they just rolled in tanks and troops and this is their tactic because they scare the people power the whole people from Obama they are out on the street they're demanding to release the president and the prime minister and they want their democracy back what what is the military's problem with that the problem is it's a long story I'm talking about. They have the problem with the guy, the, the general. He is he have to retire soon. So he extend his retirement for five years. Already is up. So he negotiate with the lady and the president. Sun Suu Yeah. He want to be stay more, five more years like the general for the army. She said no. So after one or two years before last year he wanted to be president so he 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 can try like putin in russia so the people say no to him and that's plus the china behind him really yeah and that's a bombshell because a lot of the things i've seen in media i won't say mainstream media because i don't really pay attention to that shit but you know the stuff i've seen on facebook and and uh well not so much facebook but youtube in these videos like that and, and different news sites say that China was behind Sun Tzu Chi. No, China is behind the army because Aung San Suu Kyi and the government, they stopped the China project, the full big one. And what kind of project was that? Projects for the electric, for the, they, they tried to build the dam, water dam for the electricity. Inside Myanmar? Upper Upper Myanmar is camp. The water came from the Himalaya. Himalayas. Yeah. In China. To Burma, to Myanmar. Okay, it's gonna it's gonna like nine dam, the biggest dam in the world. And they in the country they have the country with the how to call it the bilateral or whatever with the military government before. Yeah. When they finish the dam, they they're gonna own seventy-five year plus ninety-nine percent of electricity back Holy to China. Shit. Okay, we have to buy the electricity back from the Chinese government. And the dam is would physically be located in inside in Myanmar. Yeah. Wow. And we all, all the people protested. We have the one biggest river. 
this is a lifeline of the the whole Burmese people for the agriculture everything and the land area is on the go it sit on the earthquake like uh, like a uh, a fault line yeah fault line if something happened to the dam maybe through three or four city where we down under the water just wiped out if the yeah. dam burst because of an earthquake yeah the burmese people would be wiped out yeah not the chinese no so we stopped we stopped the project this is a number one project they they already bid it for is that they already use 1.3 billion dollar holy shit we stopped we we stopped the dam this is project. all chinese money or yes I think, and also a lot of military officer, they get rich by the end that they were money from the Chinese. Oh, I bet. Company. Well, I'm no expert. I'm just a dumb mariner. But from everything I've learned, that's how the Chinese like to operate. They go in, and yep. you know, they they spend a lot of money, and yeah, hey, it works. It's a it's a it's a working concept. Yeah, they only go there for the third world country like Burma, so they can make a deal with their fucking dictatorship. Mm. The second project is the deep sea project, close to the Rohingya area. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's another reason they create the Rohingya crisis with the Burmese army. They want that area, so they want all the Rohingya out. The Chinese want the area. Everybody think the Burmese army and the lady side know that the re- all the reason behind the chi- Chinese. This is a deep sea project for the big tanker. Oh, so they want to be able to bring in the tankers. Tanker and the, the, their war ship or whatever. Okay. Wow. This I've never even heard about that. Yeah. This this all in the everybody know. That that project is like. The gas pipeline. Gas pipeline. Yep. So they're get, they stand to make tons of money. It goes straight to China from Burma. And probably the Burmese people wouldn't wouldn't nah. make any money off of nah. it. This, Damn. It's all about the China one road one bird system. What is it? They call it one one road one belt system. The whole the one whole road yeah. one belt. Yeah. Wow. Another reason is like the Burma is a really good location for the how to go for the army base or okay for army bases. Yeah, so they don't want like U.S. or other Europe country to start making bases. Yeah, because because of this, its government is a really democratic government close to the United States and the EU. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, if, if Myanmar borders China, yeah. why they wouldn't want that country's government to be so friendly with the West? This is interesting stuff, you know. And, and there's, you know, and meanwhile there are, you know, Myanmar seafarers all over the all over the world right now who aren't home to deal with this crisis. Bless COVID. And COVID. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention before the military coup. The Chinese, Chinese high-ranking officer, he came to the Burma and meet with the general. A week later, this happens. This happened. It's definitely not a coincidence. Yeah. That's so, unbelievable, man. So it's a really bad situation right there. Yeah. Is there any way 
that the people of Myanmar can realistically fight back against this dictatorship? Right now, they try every everything they can. The people out on the street, and they call for the CDM, civil disobedient movement. Nobody go to work. Nobody go to work. Wow, that's a hell of a concept. They try to stop the government functioning. Well, that would do it if nobody went to work, I guess. Yeah, that's why the the general he came on the TV yesterday. He begged for he begged people to go back to work. Begging them. Yep. Mm. What's this guy's name? May online. General May online. May online. Yeah, he's motherfucker. <laughs> well, you got to be a real bastard to do that. You you showed me another video last week, I believe, of this guy's. And if you could turn the volume down just a little bit before you play the video, I don't want to blast people's eardrums. But this guy, his, I guess one of his sons was in like a really high-end car dealership just making it rain. He was on like a second-story balcony inside this big-ass dealership just flinging dollar bills all over the place. Not in U.S. money, but in... It's one, one, I think it's equivalent to like $10. $10? Yeah. Which is a lot of money in Myanmar. Yeah. Just making it rain. People going crazy. and He's smiling and laughing. Just a big joke to this guy. It's crazy, you know. I mean, I've never met anyone like that, but I can only imagine that you've got to be a pretty sick and twisted individual to to delight in a situation like that and gloat in that way. And really, these people are they're playing with with the lives of so many. But crazy. So that's a synopsis of the situation right now going on in Myanmar, also known as Burma. And uh, so, how, how does where does India play into all this? India, they are good with the ex government. They send a lot of COVID vaccine. It's for free. Mm. Because they know they want to close with the government, so the China, the China cannot cannot be as close. Yeah. yeah. And then what other countries does it border? Laos, Laos, Thailand, Tibet, China, and we are between China and India. Mm. Underneath the Thailand and Laos. Okay. The upper Burma is the Tibet. Mm. Wow. So most of Burma is jungle. Is that right? Not anymore. Not anymore. They well, they tore it all down. Yeah, Chinese took all the tree and the not even fucking big tree in, left in Burma. Really? Yeah. That's a damn shame, man. Yeah. In North Burma, is it mountainous? Mountains, and we have we have very famous for the jade mining. Jade mining, really? Jade's expensive, man. Yeah, this all the jade they destroy a lot of mountain. It's mountain like they they destroy the mountain and they they dig they keep digging the thing keep going yeah plus they bring all the soil from back to China also all the what you know the the soil or dust oh. from the mountain oh really yeah 
God, that's crazy, man. But we finally we think we have some kind of rare art. So like a rare metal? Yeah. So Well, you know, China again, I'm no expert, but they gobble up all these rare minerals. You know, they use them in batteries and computers and other electronics from what I understand. So they're just gobbling it all up. So what do they do? The the companies go in there and just make them make make them a, make the government an offer they can't refuse. And they make the partnership with the military mm. officer. And that's what's going on right now. Yeah. So basically, the country's being raped, as I, as I see it. Yeah. It's just going to be raped, and the and the military is powerful, and they're going to try to make everybody shut up, and just go to work and do their thing, and yeah. and and just enjoy it. That's a sad state of affairs, man. That is a very sad state of affairs. So, one of the interesting things about Myanmar is this huge capital that they built. Yep, they just built it for almost like 12, 12 years. Before. 12 years ago? Yep. And what's the name of the capital? Napido. Napido? And from what I understand, it's like, I think I saw it on like, dark tourism or one of those shows on Netflix or something but it seems like it's abandoned like there's not hardly many people there in the inner city and they've got all these huge government buildings that nobody really occupies tell me about it yeah the reason they move before Rangoon my hometown is the capital Obama Rangoon Rangoon so it's same thing with the how to go astronomic Astronomy people, or they, they believe something like voodoo, voodoo stuff. Okay? okay. So it's like they change the country name, they change the city name and street name, and they have to move. So they need, they needed they, a new capital. Yeah, new capital. For a new country. Yeah, it, it's like the king, or and before the yeah. king all can move other place by place, and they build in the palace or something. Just all over the place. Yeah. So was it the same? And, and another reason is they scare of other people like U.S. going to invade them or capture them. So in Rangoon, said we have the seas, we have the airport, everything. So they move the new capital there, middle of Burma. In the middle of the country. Yeah. That's crazy because they're afraid of invasion. Yeah. Interesting. So is it the same? Military dictator, the same general. No. From before, this before, is a different general. Yeah, different general. Hmm. Who was the guy before? Tan Shui. Tan Shui. Yep. Interesting. And he's what? He's dead now or something? No, he's behind everything. Like behind the curtain, he control everything. There's always a man behind the curtains. Yep. Man, so in this capital, also you were telling me about the streets. Tell everybody that listens to this podcast about the creepy ass streets they built in the capital. Yeah, I've been around the world, so many country. I never seen the street like this in my country. It's an 18 lane highway. 18 lane, lane highway. highway. That is nuts. There is no tree on the side of the road, no middle median, just only plain 18 lane highway just in front of the parliament and in front of the guy house. 
in front of where the dictator lives. Yep. Wow. And what's the purpose for that? Nobody knows. I just we just figured it out. So this is a plan. So something happened, they can take off by plane. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if they lose, they're gonna they're gonna take yeah, off yeah, in an airplane. It's like they really how do you call it? Runway for the plane. It's a runway for the planes. Yeah. Like probably big jetliners can land there. Yeah. Which is crazy. What a crazy concept. You know. Yeah, they are crazy busted. And I'm sure that shit's expensive to build a 18 lane highway, yeah. but and then go even further and and make sure that there's no trees on the sides or no median so yeah. that they can actually land these jumbo jets there. Yeah, that's nuts. So it tells you they're really worried about something. Is there anything else interesting you find about the capital of Myanmar? Yeah, before I want to pay the visit to the parliament to meet with me with the politician about my work for the trade union. We are the only car on the fucking 18 lanes highway. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> so all the friends from England and Germany and Sri, what's happening? Where, where's the car in there? I say, oh, we are the only one car on the <laughs> street. <laughs> they killed everybody else. God, that's got to be creepy, man. Yeah. Super creepy. Well... For anyone out there, I guess, what what would be what would be your your message to anyone out there? You know, you, not not yet. It, you know, you can definitely make that statement at the end. But you know, like just to, I mean, not that anyone has ever really listened to this podcast there, but if they were to, what what advice would you give them in a time like this? I would like to say, like, use your freedom to promote ours. Please do. But this is a time we have to fight back. Otherwise, the history is going to repeat and repeat again for for generation of Burmese people, generation over generation. We have to stop now. We have to fight with all we have. Yeah. So we need your support. If you if you know some somebody, the politician here, please call them and let them know for you know pay attention yeah. to what happened in Burma. Yeah. You know, the way that I see it is, I've never been to Asia. However, and I'll probably never go to Myanmar, especially now. You can count with me. <laughs> I would love to go with you, my friend. We, we will. Whenever they get a, a, a you know, yeah. a republic back, definitely will. And they do away with their military dictatorship, which will probably happen. But if it happens in a place like that, no matter how distant, it could happen to you. That's the way I see it. You know, and you have to be supportive of the people who are suffering through these times because it may be you next. Yes. Right now I see all the news and you from Bama, I feel helpless. Man, that's gotta be a shitty feeling, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah. I've been there, done that, but I want to be there with the people. Well, they'd probably just lock your ass straight in prison. What do you think would happen if you could you get a plane ticket there? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think they'd let you back in, huh? Yeah. They shut down the airport also. Did they really? Yep, up to April. So no travel, and they probably use COVID-19 as an excuse, right? No, COVID-19, they, we, we still have the relief flight. So all the people like seafarer or the people walk overseas, they can come back now. They shut down all the air travel mm. up to April. So. Yeah. 
So what do the seafarers do that, that are from Myanmar? How do they get home? They have to stay on the ship. Damn. That's a shitty deal, yeah. man. All the while, their families are back home. Yep. Well, any advice for the seafarers out there from Myanmar? For me, is stay strong. Keep your speed up. We have a lot to do. And and I, I saw a lot of seafarers also show their solidarity with the people. They made the picture and the, you know, for the against the dictator and they put the news on the Facebook and other media. So they mm. do they doing their own stuff. That's a good idea. Yeah. Even if you can't be there you can still do something. Yeah. Make so your voice heard. That's only we can do to show them we are with them. Well, for anyone out there, if you ever have questions for the Burmese cowboy, you can, and you're interested in this topic, uh, drop me an email. You can email me at the ship's log podcast at gmail.com. That's the ship's log podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at, uh, at JB Salty. You can find us on Twitter. And uh, ask any questions you may have, and I'll definitely take the time to relay the questions to the Burmese cowboy to get his answer. Yeah, I mean, he's a real deal. And thank you very much for joining me today, my friend. Thank you. Uh, you, you are the real deal. You've been there. You've lived this. You've seen it. And uh, your advice counts. Your voice counts for sure. And you have a, a before we leave, there's a, uh, a closing statement that the Burmese cowboy is going to read. And I would love to close out with, with your statement. No to the coup. No to the repression of human rights of our people. No to dictatorship. Yes to freedom. Yes to democracy. Yes to civil disobedience. And yes to hope for the future. God bless you, my man. Thank you, brother. And with that, we end this podcast. <laughs>